0: It's finally here. The college basketball season is ready to go. And after their performance tonight, so it appears, are the Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Isaac Shade, the host of Locked on Tar Heels. Welcome into the first postcast of the college basketball season. We're going to do this as often as possible following Carolina basketball games in the 22 23 season. The Tar Heels are coming off a 101 40 victory. That's right, a 71 point margin in their lone exhibition game of the season over Johnson C. Smith. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you eight things that I saw tonight. We're going to do four of them, four corners recap. So what we always do, quick ad read, and then four more. So we're just going to hit these, be in about 12 minutes and let you get some good takeaways. And so here's where we start. If you want to be great, you got to do great things. And I know it's hard to think about, okay, Isaac, how do you do great things in an exhibition game? Well, it's like this. You got to stay locked in, you got to execute, and you got to dominate. That starts with your head coach setting the tone. It starts with your starters and returners, and then filters down to everyone else saying, We're going to come out here and play North Carolina basketball and do everything we can to look like we're in midseason form. And you know what? That's exactly what the Tar Heels did. And here's why you have to do that, even in an exhibition setting, because you're the preseason number one team in the country. Everyone, and I mean everyone is coming for you, whether it's Johnson C Smith or Duke or anyone in between, you're the team with a bullseye on you. So you've gotta be ready to dial it up, lace it up and be ready to go every night. And here's the thing, Carolina, a shorthanded Carolina team, by the way, we'll talk about that in just a minute, did exactly that, as I said, winning by 71 points. And here's what's great about that. Carolina built a nice first half lead, There was one stretch where they had a defensive lapse or two. Coach Davis quickly nipped that in the bud and then went on going. But what Carolina did, and this is, again, what great teams do and separates them from good teams. In the second half, Carolina went on a 25-0 run. And in the final twelve minutes of the game, went on a thirty-three to four run. And this is honestly after most of the starters are out. This is reserves and and walk ons towards the end of the game. You love to see that these Tar Heels are not complacent. They are locked in from night one. You you want to compete. You want your starters to set the tone. Here's an example of that. Armando Bacot he comes out not messing around. A double double in the first half: ten points, twelve rebounds. Finishes with twelve points and twenty rebounds but he only played 23 minutes. He had 20 rebounds with 14 minutes still left in the game. So you wanna be great, do great things, the Tar Heels did, that's number one. Here's the second thing. The most important thing in an exhibition setting is that you just wanna get out with no injuries. Now, for those of you that uh, were locked in before the game, you might've known this, if you weren't, you might've been questioning where some of the Tar Heels were. R.J. Davis was uh, out with a sprained right hand. We are told that if it had been a regular season game, he would have played. You're just taking precautions. You don't want to exacerbate it. I'll say more about that in a second. No Puff Johnson dealing with some knee stuff. Makes me nervous. Got to be honest, Puff Johnson's missed a lot of time. Jalen Washington still rehabbing um, himself from his knee injuries. And Justin McCoy missed with a non-COVID illness. Uh, Probably just sick. um, Nothing to worry about there. With RJ, uh, and and here's the deal, though. So I said, you're just trying to get out with no injuries, and that's exactly what happened. Aside from those guys who didn't suit up, there was nothing majorly bad that happened. I'm sure there were some nicks and cuts and bruises, as there always are. But you got out with no big injuries, and that is a huge win. Now for RJ Davis, um, again, if he could have played in a regular season game, that's great news. But you're saying, so why didn't he play? Well, here's the deal is not playing for exhibition wins or non-conference game wins. Carolina has their eyes on the prize of a national championship. That doesn't mean rush R.J. Davis back, uh, right? Like you would rather take some L's in the non-conference portion of the season if it means you got a fully healthy R.J. later on. And so that's what Coach Davis is trying to do here. The other thing is if R.J.'s out, that means players like DeMarco Dunn and And Seth Trimble, the freshmen, are going to get a lot more time and experience, and that gives your team more depth as the season goes on. So nothing bad about that after all, at all. And so um, uh, hopefully RJ will be ready to go, but um, you loved what you saw out of DeMarco Dunn. You loved what you saw out of Seth Trimble. Number three thing I want to mention uh, one of the things I had said on Friday's podcast is that I was watching Caleb loves efficiency and decision-making and that came all the more true when we learned that RJ was going to be out and we needed to see how Caleb would do. Well, Caleb did just fine. Thank you very much. Led all scores with 20 points He was 7 for 14 from the field. Remember, I also talked about of every Carolina player that's ever made 100 field goals or more, Caleb has the lowest field goal career percentage of any Tar Heel ever that's made 100 field goals. Tonight, he comes out, is 50% from the field. You love to see it. Four of nine from three. Um, But here's the most important thing that I love to see. You're talking about decision-making? My man, eight assists, two turnovers. That's fantastic. If, if it had been a real game where he's playing the full minutes, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a points and assists double, double. And, and you talk about your, your starters setting the tone and leading the game. Caleb Love was on the floor after a loose ball in an exhibition game. Got possession of it. Eventually led to him getting his second three-pointer of the game. Had another one just one possession later. So uh, I was very pleased with what I saw out of Caleb Love on Friday evening. And then speaking of his backcourt mate, RJ being out, I talked about DeMarco already. DeMarco Dunn got the start in RJ's place along with the other four projected starters of Caleb, Leaky Black, Armando Baycott, and Pete Nance. DeMarco, who at times last year, I was like, I just feel like he does, he's not comfortable. He's not confident in what he's doing. Not tonight. Not in this exhibition game. DeMarco Dunn looked poised. He looked cool, calm, and collected, and ready to go like he belonged out there and knew he belonged out there. Finishes with nine points, two for five from three. He had two three-pointers, hit three all of last season. DeMarco, that's awesome. Keep it up. Love to just see that poise. Coach Davis has talked a lot about his defensive capabilities, and we saw that on display. Had a tie-up. Um, early in the game, out on the left wing, just on a ball handler with the ball and DeMarco goes in and ties him up. Those are the things you love to see. And those are the things that are going to earn DeMarco Dunn more playing time. All right. So that's the first of the four corners. I'm going to give you a second four corners, the second half, right after I tell you about Underdog. This uh, postcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up the college football season. It's easy to get started and easy to play while you watch your favorite team. In fact, I've created my own account with Underdog, and I'm going to be picking on some of these Carolina over-unders this weekend. I can't wait to see what Underdog puts out for the Carolina Pitt game. And just like me, you can go to Underdog and make your very own picks. It's easy to play, available in over 30 states. You just pick between two to five players across any team, any sport, and decide if they will finish higher or lower than the stat given. It's one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game. So sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, deposit 100, get 100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick 'em action today. All right, let me hit you with the second half four corners recap of this game. One of the things I was really curious to watch was coach Hubert Davis's bench rotation. While you can't always learn a ton in an exhibition game setting, and you've got to take what you see with a grain of salt, um, I I was curious to see this. Now, it changes a little bit with RJ not starting, um, because my thought was that Puff would come in first. Well, again, Puff wasn't playing, RJ wasn't starting, and so that changes some of the dynamics. But, on this night in this game, it was Seth Trimble that was the first off the bench. Now with Dunn getting the nod in the starting rotation, you got to think that he would have gotten the uh, come off the bench ahead of Trimble. But again, I think if Puff had been playing, he would have come off the bench before either of them. But man, Seth Seth Trimble made the most of coming uh, off the bench and into this game. He finishes with 11 points on five of six shooting. The the lone shot he missed was a three pointer, had five assists, just two turnovers, played 23 minutes. And so that is great for the freshman Seth Trimble. He showed off that athleticism we've heard about all off season. He had a really nice dunk just rising up and it's like, oh, he's still he's still going, he's still going. That's great. Cuts well, gets to the rim, um, seems to be able to, uh, to create his own shot and clearly can create for others as well. In fact, Right after checking in, he had a steal as Johnson C. Smith was trying to get the ball up court and then on the other end, penetrated and had a nice little dump off to Pete Nance for an easy push shot in the lane. Seth Tremblay loved to see that. Another part of the bench, another freshman um, that has been coming on, doing more and more is Tyler Nickel. Tyler Nickel, I have said all offseason, is this offensively gifted, highly offensively gifted player but that his defense would – the deficiency in his defense would cause him to not get as many minutes as his offense would allow him to. Um, But, man, if he continues to put the ball in the bucket at the level he has, like as long as he's not a sieve on defense, he's going to be seeing minutes. Um, Had two more threes tonight, played 16 minutes, nine points. He's quick with his catch and release. The ball looks nice. His form is great. Um, and has some requisite length and height, and uh, man, I'm, a, I'm really interested to see what happens with Tyler Nickel as the season gets underway, especially before Jalen Washington is in the mix. I think um, that will be an important factor that Nickel can play. What about Pete Nance? Everyone's wondering what uh, the, the Brady Manic replacement is going to do. Um, I think the big thing that a lot of people are going to be saying is, boy, his three-point shot didn't look great listen he was over his first first four from three that's true and it doesn't have much arc on the shot but he connected on his fifth he did hit one um but we've said pete nance is not going to be brady manic he's not going to hit 98 threes he will shoot better than he did tonight make make no bones about that but pete nance had 19 points he was the second leading scorer in this game um eight for 13 shooting did things makes the plays that you want to see and and just doing what you want um to go along with that two for two from the line six rebounds um only one turnover had a steal all of that in 27 minutes played more than anybody else on the tar heels on this night so love to see um pete nance working his way and i'm sure there's some jitters for him honestly it's just although he's a grad transfer it's his first game in the Smith Center in front of a crowd against uh, another, against an opponent that's not his own teammates. Somebody else I want to point out is Dontrez Styles. Um Had a three um, and had seven points. Again, he's not really a shooter. He's more of a, a score, getting to the, to the rim and doing other things. But quietly, you wouldn't have realized this, had 10 rebounds for this team. Players like Dontrez and Puff Johnson getting in there and having rebounds is going to be massive for Hubert Davis's team. And so that's that's my third thing I saw is, is some of what Dontrez Styles was, or my third thing in the second half four quarters is what Dontrez Styles brought to this team. I, I think, especially if Puff is out for any length of time, uh, if he's not able to go, Dontrez is going to be a really important X factor in the same way that I thought Puff was going to be. Can Dontrez defend well? Um, can he continue to make elite athletic plays that help um, just do winning things for the team? All right, and my final and fourth takeaway in the second half is just a couple quick stats that were eye-popping. I mean, already in a 71-point victory, that's eye-popping itself. But um, two things I want to point out in some quick quick stat takeaways. Um, Carolina's turnovers, you expect a lot of turnovers um, in an exhibition game. at The beginning of the season, it's going to be sloppy. There's jitters, there's, there's all of that. You don't have who you expect to be your main ball handler in R.J. Davis. But Carolina finishes this game with only 10 turnovers. Now, part of that might be that Johnson C. Smith played a zone most of the night doing those things, and that's not going to lend itself to many steals. And I get that, but um, it, to only have 10, 10 turnovers for a high, high-paced offense in an exhibition game without your main ball handler, you love to see that. Um, and in fact, no one player had more than two. So not only was it only 10, but it was spread out. And, and diversified in that way. And then another quick stat takeaway, you know how good a, a rebounding team Carolina is. They out-rebounded Johnson C. Smith 63 to 26. That's right, almost plus 40 on rebounding. Keep in mind, Johnson C. Smith had 26 rebounds. Armando Baycott had 20 and only played 23 minutes. He probably would have out-rebounded Johnson C. Smith by himself if he had played longer in this game. So tie a bow on this thing. Carolina did everything you want them to do in an exhibition game. This team is deep. They're loaded. They're motivated. They're ready to go. Their head coach is dialed in. Just got to get some of these these nicks and bruises um, healed up. Um, But but take your time with it. Let's get this thing rolling. Remember, first game, November 7th against UNC Wilmington. It's about 10 days away. But for now, huge, important football game on Saturday night, homecoming against Pitt. Make sure you are dialed in for that one. Eight o'clock in the Kenan Stadium or on ACC Network. Folks, thanks so much for joining me for this first postcast of the season. This is Isaac Shade for Locked on Tar Heels. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow me at Isaac Shade. Man, I want to remind you that it is always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until next week. Peace.